Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Is it Wednesday? It is. How you doing? News and stuff right after this. And the questions continue to come, so uh, I think we'll write a book on that. Talking about, again, our new book, Invisible War on the Saints, Victor or Victim. All kinds of questions about the spirit world. And so uh, Dr. Copley and I are putting together some things. Uh, most of the questions that are asked, very common ones, and that should be out before too long. Pray about that one. God is just doing some extraordinary things. He really is. God's using the ministry, Greg Patton Ministries, in a special way, and we're very grateful to everyone for their support, probably more than anything, prayers. I'm sure that's what sustains us and keeps things going around here. Sometimes we think, oh, we're doing it, Really? We'll talk more about that at the end of the program when today's devotion on Life 101. You stick with us, my friend. We're excited to be able to do Hello World. What in the world is going on as I cough my way through another program? This is Universal. Well, China has brought back masks now, social distancing in a chilling echo of lockdowns as they battle a mystery pneumonia outbreak four years on from the pandemic. Alarming footage has emerged of mass-wearing crowds inside Chinese hospitals as fears of a new pandemic sweep across the globe. Oh, lung problems everywhere. Areas in the north of the country, such as Beijing, have been hit the hardest with reports emerging last week as hospitals are being overwhelmed with a Oh, so many sick children. A common bacterial infection called Mycoplasma pneumoniae. It has been circulating since May, but it's now showing what they call ground glass opacity in the lung scans. That's an indicator of severe respiratory problems, also known as white lung syndrome. Many parents are deeply worried and are having to wait at least a day just to get emergency help. But China continues to insist that flu and the usual winter bugs are to blame for all of this. Downplay an awful situation. And it's, it's in America. There are many ways to view this week's unusual debate between Governors Ron DeSantis of Florida, Gavin Newsom of California, its red state versus blue state. A presidential candidate vying for attention in the 2024 cycle versus, well, a uh, ambitious governor possibly setting the groundwork for the presidency, and it's the battle of two Disney governors. The two men share a constituent in that multi-billion dollar entertainment company headquartered in Florida near its original part called Disneyland, while the larger Disney World is in Orlando, Florida. Both have leveraged that relationships, but they've done it in opposite ways. And while Walt Disney Company's CEO Robert Iger has said the company plans to quiet the noise in the culture wars in the days ahead, the company hasn't silenced itself completely since its showdown with DeSantis. If I were Newsom, I'd bring that up, said Rick Fogelson, a retired political science professor who wrote Married to the Mouse about the history of Disney's enormous influence in Florida. He's working on a sequel to update it for the DeSanta era called Divorcing the Mouse. I'd bring up the fact that DeSantis is hurting his state's economy or potentially hurting it as a way of undermining DeSantis. 
running on the basis of his success in Florida. The debate scheduled for 9 o'clock this Thursday night on Fox News with Sean Hannity. Should be interesting. Well, after 15 years in Florida, Valsen Marmillion decided it's time to get out of here. He's a longtime campaign strategist. He is over there, way over there on the left. Hits the hot button topics of fake news and Black Lives Matter and LGB, all, all that stuff. He's 73 years old and he's fed up with Florida, fed up with uh, Governor Ron DeSantis and his anti-woke rhetoric with the school book bans in Florida, with the state's so-called don't-say-gay law, and an environment that feels increasingly unsafe for LGBTQ queer people like him. So he packed up his husband. Good grief, it's hard to believe we even talk about this nonsense. Packed up his husband, Juan, bid farewell to their small horse farm in Florida, piled into the SUV with their three dogs, and drove to the great state of California. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. Oh, what do you think this means? No doubt about it, the Democratic Party and the establishment media are having a hard time selling Sleepy Joe as a winning candidate for the presidency. Even to his few remaining avid supporters... The writing's on the wall, and it ain't good. Biden's questionable health and his competency alongside his many failed policies have become overtly blaring to America. And a whopping 54% of respondents in the new Yahoo! YouGov poll this month said he lacks the competence to carry out the job of President of the United States today, let alone doing it for another four years. So they're thinking, who can we get? Marching in another candidate to replace the 80-year-old incumbent would just seem to be a no-brainer. Hence, the public is testing the waters with California Governor, there we go, Gavin Newsom. Only he is hard to sell, too, given the way he's pillaged the state of California. This leaves the Democratic Party in a real pickle, and it needs somebody popular who could deliver the votes. Could anyone guess who that might be? Think about it. Could it be a woman? And if so, who joined Joe Biden and the Clintons on Air Force One yesterday? You have any idea? Michelle Obama traveled with the president and the Clintons to the former First Lady Rosalind Carter's funeral in Georgia without her husband, former President Barack Obama. I wonder what they were talking about. She made a statement by being on that plane solo. It was one that no less staggers the mind than the one made by Barack Obama when he voiced his desire to serve as president for a third term only from behind the scenes. Many believe he got his wish and he's really been running the country. Convinced he has been the main puppeteer of Biden's every move. Why not put the wifey in? Isn't that something? Something to think about. Well, it's happened, and is this just the beginning in Pennsylvania? The municipal water supply system, just north of Pittsburgh, stated Saturday one of their booster stations was hacked by an Iranian-backed cyber group. Matthew Motes, chairman of the board of directors there, the authority said, hey, the pumping station was shutting down. 
And he reported afterwards, a message appeared on the system's control panel reading, you have been hacked, down with Israel. Every equipment made with Israel is Cyber Avengers legal target. So obviously the Iranians are trying to hurt Israel's world-renowned tech export market. The system that was hacked utilizes Unitronics, which Moats told KDKA Radio includes software and components that are Israeli developed. It's the economy, stupid. What? Oh, it happened yesterday. Peter Nucci of Fox News exposed on Monday the hole in the Biden administration's narrative that the economy is just doing great because of Joe Biden. The number one issue Americans are concerned about the polls show is the economy. Those same polls show that Bidenomics message, the Biden administration's attempt to gaslight the American public about the state of the economy has completely flopped with the voters. Whatever Biden's trying to sell, most Americans aren't buying. At the White House briefing, Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre claimed the data shows the economy's improving and that households remain strong and in good financial positions. And for any economic woes that do exist, it goes back to President Trump. These people, what a bunch of... After Jean-Pierre dodged the initial questions and regurgitated her trite narrative, Ducci took after. Finally, he'd had enough and he confronted her with some facts. Three years in office, inflation is up 17% since President Biden took office and he came here. And you're saying it's Donald Trump's fault? She claimed in response that inflation is moderating because of the actions that this president has taken. Oh, and then Ducci just buried, well, it's easy to do. These people are so, never mind. Attention, iPhone users, really? Law enforcement agencies across the country are warning iPhone users about a feature released with the newest software update called Name Drop. Yeah, you can use NameDrop to quickly share contact information with a nearby iPhone or Apple Watch, according to the tech giant Apple. The ease and quickness of sharing information from phone to phone has police sounding security alarms, while others believe the message is not necessary. Fox 35 in Orlando, Florida reported that police departments are warning parents to check their children's phone settings because an update to the iOS 17 automatically turns on that feature. It allows you to easily share contact info and photos to other iPhone users by simply holding the phones close together. This feature is defaulted to on, which could result in your unknowingly sharing your contact information with people you don't want to have. There you go, iPhone users. In business news, Mark Cuban just showed everyone why he's the shark with the sharpest teeth, they say. He's selling his majority stake in the NBA Dallas Mavericks to casino tycoon Adelson family at a valuation of around $3.5 billion while maintaining full control of the Dallas Mavericks. In 2000, Cuban purchased the team for $285 million. Not bad. Pair his Mavericks sale with recent news that he's leaving Shark Tank, and you might be thinking... Is he thinking of running for the presidency? A lot of people say yes. I wonder what ticket he would be on. Ever heard of Charlie Munger? He's dead at 99 years of age. The investing guru and really the 
right-hand man of Warren Buffett at Berkshire Hathaway. Died in a California hospital on Tuesday, according to a company statement. Independent of being Berkshire Hathaway's vice chairman, Munger was a rock star investor who served as CEO of Wesco Capital until 2011. A real financial brain. Charlie Munger, dead at 99. Billionaire Charles Koch's political network, Americans for Prosperity Action, endorsed former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley for the presidency in an attempt to consolidate resources around a candidate other than Donald Trump. The group's support includes access to its $70 million fund for political races. The endorsement for Haley is a blow to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who's been jockeying and seen as the party's alternative to Donald Trump. What else is happening? Google's first-of-its-kind geothermal power plant is up and running in Nevada. And the presidents of Harvard, MIT, and Penn will appear before Congress next week to address anti-Semitism on their campuses. Virgin Atlantic flew the first transatlantic commercial flight using 100% sustainable fuel from London to New York. You hear about those 41 trapped construction workers in India? Finally free after surviving a collapsed Himalayan road tunnel for more than two weeks without food and water, and they got them all out alive. Dog lovers, canine longevity, a startup called Loyal, got closer to its goal of helping our four-legged friends have more time to cuddle with us and terrorize the backyard squirrels. The Food and Drug Administration, which approves and regulates drugs for animals in addition to humans, said that the Loyal's life-expanding drugs for big dogs could reasonably be expected to work based on all the early tests. Large-breed canines usually have shorter lifespans, and they say this could be a game-changer. Loyal. What 77-year-old would dress as a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader? Oh, she did it at the game the other day. Dolly Parton hit a major milestone. She's got a new album out called Rockstar. She's kind of switching here, at least temporarily, from country music to rock music so she can get into the Rockstar Hall of Fame. But at her age to do that, who else was on? Uh, oh, Cher, Sonny and Cher. Uh, she's in her 70s, right? And she was singing the other day as well. They're still hanging in there. Amazing how your voice doesn't change much. So, Robert, what did you really want to say? Actor Robert De Niro was supposed to do what he does best on Monday night when he takes the stage at the Gotham Awards in New York City. Read off a script. He's good at it. Celebrate his own work. Tell you how great he is. And then glad hand with Hollywood elites. Instead, he botched up his remarks, reflexively attacked President Trump, and expressed contempt for those who he was supposed to thank. What a jerk. The Oscar-winning script reader introduced the Gotham Historical Icon and Creator Tribute Awards for Martin Scorsese's new film, Killers of the Flower Moon, in which he stars alongside Leonardo DiCaprio. Relying on that teleprompter, De Niro, long a Hollywood proponent of the debunked Russian collusion narrative, said, watching the news these days makes one think from a political point of view anyway that we actually are living in a post-truth society. Filmmakers, on the other hand, at least aim for the truth. Yeah, this uh, 
This guy is something else, and we have no agenda other than to engage and enlighten and entertain. You demon-led nutcase. De Niro, who previously stressed to propagandist Michael Moore that the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, need to be uh, humiliated, revealed. Yeah, he's, uh, he's an 80-year-old nutcase. Well, where is it? Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Well, my first thoughts in today's program was about, oh, we're doing the job. Make sure God gets all the credit. You know, can you think about a time when you received praise from someone and, and how did it make you feel? Glad or uncomfortable? For many people, praise is nearly as difficult to handle as criticism because God's word says that we're to be humble. Matthew 18, 4, Philippians 2, 3. We may sometimes feel confused. How should I receive a compliment? Got three thoughts. Acknowledge the comment by thanking the person. Don't explain why you're unworthy of praise or try to deflect it. The Lord's using that person to bless you. Number two, identify and acknowledge the character quality that led the other person to commend you. Perhaps he or she sees something in you that you have missed. So God's giving you a reminder. Remember, believers are called to encourage one another and then share what the encouragement means to you personally. Scripture says that pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, healing to the bones, Proverbs 16, 24. Tell the other person how much you've been blessed by his or her attention and care. After all, praise goes both ways. Well, today's devotion, a third in a series on wisdom. Colossians 3, 16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to Almighty God. God wants us to have his wisdom. He's delighted to give it to us when our hearts are set to receive it. However, James goes on to say, but be careful. You must ask in faith without doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. But that man ought not to expect that he's going to receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways, verses 6, 7, and 8. God knows the position of your heart. When we're committed to trusting him and obeying his word, he pours out his wisdom on us, Jeremiah 29, 13. If we want to retain the right to disobey, you're a double-minded man or woman and may not receive the wisdom you're asking for. Solomon, oh, he received godly wisdom when he asked the Lord for it. That was in uh, 2 Chronicles 1, verses 10 and 11. He became known for great wisdom. Yet in his later years, he turned away, following the wisdom he'd been given. He disobeyed the Lord and even began to worship idols. How about Proverbs 2, 3 through 6? Indeed, if you call out for insight... And cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver, and search for it as a hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord, and will find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth, that comes knowledge and understanding for you. Do you want that today? God is ready, willing, and able to give it to you. And here's another part to all that. Throughout man's history, really, Searching for one thing or another, aren't we? Knowledge, new land, a freedom from religious and political persecution. 
valuable resources, maybe looking for the gold, silver, diamonds, oil. People consistently look for new pleasures, all the perfect mate, peace in the midst of fighting and carnage, awesome respite, some normalcy in this confused world. There's also been an age-old quest for that inner peace and for understanding why you even exist. Have you thought about that? And out of this quest comes one of the greatest of all searches, and it's the most important, to know and really experience Almighty God. Inside your heart, the human heart, is an undeniable spiritual instinct to commute with God. We can deny it, ignore it, bury that instinct under an avalanche of material things. That's what so many people do. The fact is, you were created to enjoy God and to worship God forever, and that is etched on your very soul. Countless people have chronicled their search for the Almighty. Testimonies abound of the life-changing nature of having an encounter with God, who sent His Son into the world so that men and women not only have life, but have it abundantly, John 10.10. But you know, as interesting as man's quest for God is, it just points to a far more significant search that I might have you think about today. That search revealed long ago when God sent a prophet to deliver a message to King Asa in Jerusalem. Although the Lord was correcting Asa for his lack of faith and devotion, the prophetic word contained a declaration that God himself was involved in a unique search. In describing God's love and desire to bless the people, the prophet declared a truth that is just staggering even today. For the Now, don't miss this. For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. Your heart surrendered on Almighty God. 2 Chronicles 16.9 Since God is unchanging, right? What was true back in the Old Testament in King Asa's day applies to you today. God is on a search. He's not looking for things like knowledge or precious stones. Knowledge puffeth up. What's gold worth? After all, God knows everything. God owns everything in the world, everything. Although we rarely think about this or ever hear it preached, the creator of all things is looking throughout the whole earth today for a certain kind of heart. Do you have it? He's searching for a human heart that will allow him to show how marvelously he can strengthen you, help you, and bless you. He wants to do that today. Will you let him? God isn't seeking someone with that high IQ, all kinds of talents abounding, nor is seeking that clever speaker or that person of great influence. He revealed where his true interest lies when he sent the prophet Samuel to anoint the future king of Israel. God said, do not consider his appearance or his height. The Lord doesn't look at the thing man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance. The Lord looks at the heart. 1 Samuel 16, 7. What made David special was his heart. And that's never changed today with what God's looking for. More tomorrow. And they say the Biden administration has come up with a new tax form. It's not too early to uh, think about that. Uh, just four questions. What was your income last year? 
what were your expenses? How much money you got left? Send it all in. <laughs> that, uh, oh, yes. Had to say for another day. Are you my friend? Prove it. Greg, G-R-E-G, -G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N for Facebook. And want to hear last month, last years ago, the programs, whcbradio.org or gregpatton.com. And that's the way it is Wednesday, November 29, 2023. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.